Hello everyone, this is Bible Class. I'm Mr. Swindoll. Today, we're studying John 8, 12 through 59. In 1980, the classic Star Wars film, The Empire Strikes Back, shocked people worldwide with one of the most famous, unexpected plot twists in movie history. Spoiler alert, Darth Vader, the villain, reveals to Luke Skywalker, the hero, that he is actually Luke's father. Vader reveals this with the iconic and often misquoted line, No, I am your father. The camera then cuts to Luke in sheer disbelief and panic and even anger as he cries out, No, no, that's not true. That's impossible. No! <laughs> now imagine... You were to find out something as terrible as that. As terrible as you're the descendant of the arch-nemesis of all the universe. You're the son of darkness, not of light. You're not the hero at all. You're actually just like your father, the villain, and you will follow him. It is your destiny. <laughs> that would be terrible news, wouldn't it? In our universe, those who are opposed to God and his son, Jesus, are identified with the devil. Wouldn't it be both shocking and horribly offensive to be told that you're in the devil's family? Of course it would. Even if we're just talking about our biological fathers, there's something about fatherhood that affects all of us. That's an inescapable reality that our identities have a certain kind of bondage to where we came from. That's what this conversation between the Jews and Jesus and John 8 is all about. This conversation takes place in the temple. It's important to point some things out that Jesus has said about the Father and his temple. There's no better summary than this passage in John 2. In the temple, he found those who were selling oxen and sheep and pigeons and the money changers sitting there. And making a whip of cords, he drove them out of all the temple with the sheep and the oxen. And he poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And he told those who sold the pigeons, Take these things away. Do not make my father's house a house of trade. His disciples remember that it was written, Zeal for your house will consume me. In John 5.18, it's well documented why the Jews were opposed to Jesus. It says, He was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Jesus starts this debate by saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. This statement includes a great promise, but also a sobering implication. What a great promise this is, but it comes with this honest truth that the world is already in darkness without Jesus. The only light is Jesus. The only guide, the only safety the only source of good is God, and Jesus is saying he is that light of the world. So whoever follows him will be shown the way to life. In the prologue of this gospel, it says, The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. Moreover, Nicodemus heard this from Jesus, as we noted in our last episode. Whoever believes in Jesus, the Son whom God sent, 
is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and the people love the darkness rather than the light, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. Now here's the plot twist of this passage. Jesus turns this conversation up to 11 when he tells those opposed to him who their father is, who their real master is. So far in this book, Jesus has said a lot of things about where he comes from and whose will he seeks to honor, that is, God the Father in heaven. And now he's going to say to this crowd where they are from, who their master is. Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, Everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are offspring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me because my words find no place in you. I speak of what I have seen with my father and you do what you have heard from your father. They answered him, Abraham is our father. And Jesus said to them, If you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works Abraham did. But now you seek to kill me, a man who's told you the truth that I heard from God. This is not what Abraham did. You're doing the works your father did. And they said to him, We were not born of sexual morality. We have one father, even God. And Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I came from God, and I am here, and I came not of my own accord, but he who sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It's because you cannot bear my word. You are of your father the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character. For he is a liar and the father of lies. So let's recap. Slaves to sin. His words find no place. Don't understand what he says. You do the works of your father the devil. And you want the same things the devil wants. Let me just say that's a lot worse news than finding out our father is Darth Vader. Whether we are blessed by our fathers or haunted by them. We have a curse in this family that predates our biological father. Theologians call this problem original sin. It's the guilty verdict and inherent corruption we inherit from our first representative, our first father, Adam. He was tempted to sin by the devil. But Jesus, who not only said no to all the temptation of the devil, but also crushed the serpent's head with his death on the cross and his resurrection, Jesus shows us a new eternal family, an eternal family and an eternal identity that predates, comes before even Adam and Eve. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's the new identity. That's the family we're adopted into because of the Father's choice to send His Son to set us free and bind us to Him by His Spirit.
Jesus answers, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. God sent his son into the world, not to condemn the world, because the world's already condemned. The world already identifies with sin. With Adam giving into the temptation of the devil. So God sent his son into the world to give all those who believe in this son a new identity. Not one that gives into temptation, but one that overcomes temptation. And one day overcomes and eradicates all sin from this world and from our hearts. That is what the son came to do. So if he sets you free, you are indeed set free in God's house in God's family, in God's universe. That's all we have for today. Ciao. Bendiciones.